You know, the ladies, I'm look for the husband, you know, see, yeah. I look for them boyfriend, you know, see. Some more of the man, if you go down, just yeah. take out them mother. It's where them find it. It even did some more call by the grip of Marley. Eight a touch money, ten a book in a palace. No sample of find it. Two, 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 Uptown, all the herbalists, them in the scene. Saturday, Saturday, what do they Sunday, pan Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> me burn with every day. Oh, no, listen, where the day she has so me go so weird, weird. Give me more weight, me no leave. Me say, me now watch, no wait. No, why you come dash upon me? Yeah, I'm a darling. Yes, that's what I'm a lover to Nancy. She tell me she love me. So reach out to my bridge in San Paolo. You look at my boy, they love the big woman. She lift me, Rain. she never put me down She have a girlfriend with me 300 pounds She say some palo you want Me bridging power Ghana I don't want it did Me look at shot boy, they don't see it Go on, make up myself, yeah I side never yet You never see a tune to positive I'm sorry Every Thursday, right? She ride, she like the way my walk She say she like the way my talk I will change up on me accent Like the from New York Ignite her sparks, I'm a blow up her heart Chat pat who I make turn around like fire No weed now, grandma, but she a ball for y'all Mama, she all a call me all the daddy We have a deal with her papa Haxarina French baby, everything savage She say real and proper like a steel and copper There is this thing, do you realize what is, what is, what is, There is this thing, do you realize Consciousness is affected There is this, there is this thing on There is this thing going on Do you realize our consciousness is affected There is this thing going on What is called The news have brought to you live listening to the prison radio show a part of cqt's off the hour prison radio has been on the air for more than eight years prison radio seeks to confront the invisibility of prisons and prisoner struggle by focusing on the roots of incarceration policing and criminalization and by challenging our ideas about what prisons are and the people inside our jails 
Prison Radio is dedicated to programming that is directly collaborative with people who are currently incarcerated. This is in the interest of forging stronger ties between incarcerated and non-incarcerated people, ensuring that prisoners have direct control over their representation and that our understandings of prisons be informed by those who live inside their walls. We invite anyone who is interested in sharing past archives or collaborating on programming to contact us. You can email news at ckut.ca or prison at ckut.ca. Or you can call us at 514-448-4041, extension 6788. You're listening to CKUT Montreal Community Campus Radio, located on 90.3 FM on the dial and www.ckut.ca online. Good afternoon, and you are listening to the Prison Radio Show here on CQT 90.3 FM. My name is Candice, and I'll be your host for today's show. Yasmin will be joining us uh, in the studio shortly. Today on the show, we have a report from an action that took place to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Lucasville Uprising. We also have an interview with Naomi Murakawa, speaking about the role of liberals in the growth of mass incarceration. We also have two new poems from Jalil Muntakim. But first, we will start the show off with some news items. According to Democracy Now!, the U.S. Pentagon on Wednesday transferred longtime Guantanamo Bay prisoner Ahmed Mohammed al-Darbi to Saudi Arabia in the first such move under the Trump administration. Al-Darbi is the only prisoner who's pleaded guilty in the military commissions at the U.S. naval base in Guantanamo. In a statement, the Center for Constitutional Rights, which represents many of Guantanamo's prisoners, said it was relieved over al-Darbi's transfer, but added that his transfer came at great cost over 12 years in Guantanamo, that he is not yet free. And much as we would like to hope it signals further positive movement from this administration, there is no such indication. 40 Muslim men remain imprisoned in an entrenched system, prison system that was set up to evade just laws and experiment on human beings, and that system continues. As a presidential candidate, Donald Trump had promised to expand the prison at Guantanamo and said he would load it up with some bad dudes. Wednesday's release of Al-Darbi came as the Pentagon said it was formally set to receive new prisoners at Guantanamo for an indefinite term. Activists around the United States have begun bailing black women out of jail as part of the second annual Black Mamas Bailout, an effort to free black mothers and reunite them with their loved ones ahead of Mother's Day on Sunday. Southerners on New Grounds, Executive Director Mary Hooks, Uh, She spoke on Democracy Now! this time last year. She also spoke before in Montreal um, with with the social forum. So Mary Hooks says, We know that about 80% of black women that are sitting in cages right now are single parents and caretakers. We know that one out of three black trans women who have spent time in the cage have experienced sexual violence in the cage. One out of nine black children have parents who are incarcerated. And so... Our goal is to be able to free our people from these cages. 
using the traditions from our ancestors that bought each other's collective freedom to get our folks back home and to highlight the crisis around the cash bail system, put pressure on all of these institutions who are making money off our people's suffering, but most importantly, restore the life that this cash bail system have taken from our people. So again, those are the words of Southerners on Newgrounds Executive Director Mary Hooks on the initiative Black Mamas Bailout in time for Mother's Day. And uh, in New York City, former Black Panther Herman Bell has been freed after spending nearly 45 years in prison. He was released Friday after a judge rejected efforts by the Police Labor Union, the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, to keep him from being released on parole. Bell was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for the killing of two New York City police officers in 1971. At the time, he was a member of the Black Liberation Army and a former Black Panther. Since then, he has mentored thousands of young men while behind bars and kept a clean disciplinary record. For years, activists have campaigned for his freedom. Following his release, his support crew wrote, Let us hope that Herman's release brings inspiration for more change. Herman is deeply humbled and grateful for the broad expressions of trust and support, but out of respect for the feelings of the victim's families, he will not be making any public statements. We welcome him home. And uh, we will hear more news items later in the program, but uh, next we want to... I share with you audio from an event that took place uh, last month on April 21st outside of the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility in Lucasville, Ohio. On April 21st at 3 p.m., a small crowd of 18 people gathered across the highway from the correctional facility in Lucasville, Ohio. The action was organized by the Central Ohio Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee. Folks from Columbus, Athens, and Cincinnati were in attendance. The action took place to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the 1993 prison riot. On Easter Sunday of that year, 450 prisoners rioted. As negotiations between officials and inmates began, other inmates joined in on the rioting. Toilets were smashed, electricity was cut off, a total of $40 million of damage incurred. Ten people were killed, nine inmates and one prison guard. Their demands most predominantly addressed issues of overcrowding and abusive treatment. The riot lasted a total of 10 days, ending on April 21st, 1993. And from the event description, the Lucasville uprising began on April 11th and ended on April 21st, 1993. We are hosting a solidarity rally at the Southern Ohio Correctional Facility for prisoners that took a stand against intolerable prison conditions. We demand amnesty for Imam Siddiqui Abdullah Hassan, who uh, we aired um, an interview with Imam Siddiqui Abdullah Hassan on the prison radio show uh, last month from the archives. Um, The group was also demanding amnesty for Greg Curry and others who were persecuted because of their alleged roles during the rebellion. We will also protest ongoing human rights abuses at SOCF. So that's what we're going to share with you next here on the Prison Radio Show on SKUT 90.3 FM, 5.10 p.m. Broadcasting live. It's going down and you're invited. The disenfranchised people are set to explode.
On April 21st, a crowd gathered outside of the Lucasville Correctional Facility in Lucasville, Ohio. The action was carried out by the Central Ohio Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee, or IWOC, with people from Columbus, Athens, and Cincinnati also in attendance. The action took place along with other events happening across the country to commemorate the 25th anniversary of the 1993 Lucasville Prisoner Uprising, where prisoners across racial lines came together and rioted issuing demands primarily over issues of overcrowding and abusive treatment. The riots lasted 10 days and incurred $40 million in damage. 10 people were killed, nine inmates and one prison guard. They ended on April 21st, 1993. People rallied outside the, the facility, which you will hear from today. They held banners, uh, they did speeches. And again, this was taking place uh, across the country as people were holding events, commemorating the 25th anniversary of the Lucasville Prison Uprising. At the same time these events were taking place, the Ohio State Penitentiary Administration also rolled back communication access for survivors of the Lucasville Prison Uprising, meaning they stopped uh, survivors of the uprising uh, from being able to talk to the public, from being able to talk to media about the 25th anniversary. If you go to itsgoingdown.org, there is a post entitled Phone Zap, Defend Survivors of the Lucasville Uprising, giving you information and a script and a phone number you can call to let people in the prison system know that we're watching, let them know that we're not going to allow them to take people's rights away, to speak with members of the public, to commemorate uh, the 25th anniversary. Please go to itsgoingdown.org for information about how to participate in the calling campaign, more information about the Lucasville uprising, the 25th anniversary. And now let's hear from people outside of the prison, out on the streets. Thanks a lot for listening. Baby, it's Ohio, and we say free Greg Curry, and free Bomani Shakur, and free Imam Sadiq Abdullah Hassan. We here to commemorate 25th anniversary of the Lucasville Uprising. We want to uh, give a shout out to Hotwire for um, giving us press. Um, Imam Hassan, he asked for a media blitz. There was only a few outlets that really covered the 25th anniversary of the Lucasville Uprising. And we just want to salute all of those that continue to stand with prisoners in struggle. We stand um, uh, with Mumia Abu-Jamal. We stand with the Santa Clara County of uh, prisoners 
who are on hunger strike right now. We stand in solidarity with uh, the prisoners uh, in the Carolinas. We stand in solidarity with the Free Alabama Movement. And we feel that if you have a loved one that is incarcerated, you should also stand with us because it's going to take a mass movement in order for us to burn these fucking prisons down. We need to abolish all prisons. Fuck uh, punitive and retributive justice. We need some of that transformative and that restorative justice. It could work. Uh, people are already practicing abolition. We need an abolitionist public policy. So if the politicians that are asking for your fucking vote as if the ruling class is going to allow us to vote the way they will, if they're not talking about um, divesting from the fucking police, right? Uh, they pay the pigs in my city like 130 fucking million dollars in a year. You know what I'm saying? And they use that to slaughter um, innocent black and brown people, right? If they're not talking about divesting from these fucking prisons, they're expanding the jails in Franklin County, Ohio. They're adding 400 beds to a fucking jail system that has been implicated in uh, committing human rights abuses and shit. This is United Nations came to fucking Franklin County and said that, okay? So if the politicians ain't talking about uh, extending the right to vote to fucking prisoners, they say, fuck the politicians. You know what I'm saying? They swear to take the oath to uphold and defend the racist and the sexist and the ableist fucking constitution and shit. You know what I'm saying? But these people who are apolitical, who are uh, on the sidelines, they're on the fence because they're more worried about getting a piece of the pie. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tell you that uh, all you got to do is vote. You know what I'm saying? We say fuck that. Voting is like the weakest form of political expression one person could take. You need to get out here on these streets with us. We need y'all, baby. Where y'all at? Stand the fuck up. It was fuck the police. It's a baby. Yeah, that's how the streets rape me. I know the police hate me. Police started off doing slavery. Black fists in the air yelling. All out to the Canada-US border at Roxham Road. Ouvrez les frontières, refugees welcome, stop the racist far right. Toutes et tous à la frontière au chemin Roxham le 19 mai. For info, www.soldarycrossborders.org. Far right racists are again mobilizing to try to intimidate refugees who are crossing the border from the US to Canada at Roxham Road. Migrant justice, anti-racist and anti-fascists are calling for a large scale mobilization at Roxham Road to show our support for open borders and to welcome migrants. Notre présence, festive, diverse et en grand nombre, vise également à empêcher les racistes de l'extrême droite de s'approcher de la frontière. Saturday, May 19th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Canada-U.S. border, one hour south of Montreal. For info, including info about buses, contact solidaritycrossborders.org. This is a CKUT co-presentation. Tune in to Radio Free Palestine, a 24-hour international broadcast bringing together tens of radio stations and producers on five continents. Join us Tuesday, May 15th from midnight to midnight Eastern Standard Time to commemorate the 70th year of the ongoing Nakba or catastrophe. Listen to the voices of Palestinians in Palestine and from around the world. Hear live reports from the Great March of Return and updates from the protest against Trump's move of the American Embassy. 
to amplify global voices resisting colonialism and empire in solidarity with Palestine, this special broadcast will feature programming in Arabic, Spanish, French, and English. Radio Free Palestine is hosted by CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal. For more information, visit www.ckut.ca. Tune in all day Tuesday, May 15th, and commemorate 70 years on the path to a free, free Palestine. You are still listening to the Prison Radio Show here on CQT 90.3 FM. Before those messages, we heard uh, audio from an action, an un- some uncensored audio from uh, and a very impassioned action that took place on April 21st in commemoration of the 25th anniversary of the Lucasville Uprising. The action was organized by Central Ohio Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee. If you would like to learn more about the Lucasville Uprising, the organizers of the event recommend the book Race, Treason, Behind Prison Walls. Next, we will share with you a song by Michel Pagliaro, Il y a une émeute dans la prison, which translates to There is a riot in the prison. Le 13 juillet. 1968, je suis pris et mis en tôle pour voler à mes armées. À 4 heures du matin, je roupillais dans ma cellule. À coup de révolver, quelqu'un a crié. Dans le bloc numéro 3 Deux heures après On était tous dans les couloirs J'ai dit ok les boys C'est le temps de filer Profitons du Ça sera pas long 
septième heure, le chaos nous a tous cuit. Prison Radio Show here on SKUT 90.3 FM. That was Ya une émeute dans la prison by Michel Pagliaro. And uh, next on the show, we will share with you a clip from the Laura Flanders show featuring Naomi Murakawa speaking about the tensions between abolition and reform. She, uh, like like the person who was speaking outside of the Lucasville, Ohio prison. She also suggests uh, entirely turning away from policing and prisons as modes of governance for fixing social problems. So here's Naomi Murakawa on CKUT. There's mistrust between police officers and communities of color as if the relationship just needs a little repairing. But the fact is, police don't suffer from a deficit of procedure. They suffer from an excess of power, says our next guest. And liberal procedural reforms are not going to change that. In fact, liberals, as much if not more than conservatives, have expanded our criminal code so as to produce today's mass incarceration or prison state. What do we need to do? Not tweak transform, says Naomi Murakawa, and we would do well to throw out our language about police brutality and profiling. The problem is way bigger. Naomi Murakawa is an associate professor of African American studies at Princeton and the author of The First Civil Right, How Liberals Built Prison America. Naomi, I'm thrilled to have you here in the studio. Thanks so much for coming in. Let's start with the basics. Mm -hmm. The first civil right refers to a Nixon term, but your story really begins before that, take your pick. You want to start with Nixon or, or where your story starts? Um, let's start with how liberals built prison America. <laughs> okay. So um, there is a really strong conventional wisdom about 
who built prison America. And that story is about Republicans and their racial tactics. So think Nixon's silent majority, Reagan's war on crack cocaine, Bush the elders, Willie Horton campaign. The story there is conservative law and order was for more, more, more punishment. But the criminal justice system that we have isn't just about more punishment. It's also about more procedural rights, more guidelines to fix sentencing disparity, more and better trained criminal justice professionals, more alternatives to incarceration. These are the trademarks of liberal law and order. And with these, liberals tried to build the bias out of the criminal justice system. But what they did was build a bigger, stronger criminal justice system with procedural rights giving a patina of legitimacy. Mm. So even as we tried to do kind of kinder, gentler policing, we just ended up with more policing. Yeah. But you talk about where this began in terms of our history. The 40s, the mm -hmm. 50s, mm -hmm. some of the people calling for these changes were people very concerned about civil rights. Yeah. And there is real concern about civil rights. And there is real need to reform the criminal justice system um, in the name of racial fairness. But liberals adopted a particular ideology to explain and justify their transformation. And that ideology is racial liberalism, which is a perspective that says the problem of race is an individual psychological problem of bias and prejudice. It's a mm. cognitive, emotional misfire, um, a rush of hatred or anger or, or fear that comes from some antiquated stereotype, right? And if that's your conception of racism, then that tells you to transform systems in certain ways. It tells you that bias in the criminal justice system actually seeps in through administrators who have an excess of discretionary power. So the battery of reforms are going to be, let's train people, let's try to get rid of their uh, implicit bias, um, let's constrain the way that judges can deploy the prejudice in their sentencing. So we have layer, 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 more procedure, more rules, all the while making the criminal justice system bigger. Simultaneously, racial liberalism keeps telling us to look in all the wrong places. Mm, so. It says, when we're looking for evidence of racism, we need to find it in the mind of the person accused of being a racist. As opposed to? As opposed to observing racial death the way it happens in reality. Mm. So I find it particularly absurd that at this moment, with the world's largest prison system on the planet and the history of the planet, that gets its size from incarcerating African Americans and Latinos, the question on the table seems to be, how do we get evidence of racism? Right. And the answer is, apparently we need body cams as if we need more evidence of racism, right? We don't need this sort of fine-grained detail, what's happening mm -hmm. in each individual administrator's head. We need to embrace the perspective that the black bodies killed, that the black and brown bodies put in cages. That's proof of racism. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to correct. I want to get back to that question of the growth. Is the growth of the prison system and our carceral state mm -hmm. 
the state that incarcerates people, an inevitable outgrowth of the way these liberal reforms happened, or could it have happened a different way? So when the focus is on professionalizing police, modernizing police, and right now, and through the 40s, 50s, and 60s, hiring more police, we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we ask police to do, and what are their tools? So maybe they can be trained to be more friendly, um, more sensitive to the community, more culturally competent, more polite. But we still have to ask, what's their job? Right. And their job is enforce, the criminal, enforce criminal law, use force as necessary. And by the way, we're a culture that only knows how to criminalize. We have a variety of social problems, massive inequality and misery, mental illness, drug addiction, homelessness, deep poverty. And we address those with policing. How is racial liberalism or liberal racism mm -hmm. different from the conservative sort? It has a different tone and tenor but it's not really different. So we can think about, for example, racial profiling, right? Or what it is to have a profile of black criminality. And when we think about these terms, racial profiling, racial criminalization, the conflation of blackness criminality, there's a tendency to go to the sort of Willie Horton example of there are moments when um, racist politicians exploit public sentiment and put forward these stereotypes, right? And that's certainly true. But we also have a standard refrain that we hear from a variety of left-leaning actors, and that refrain is, black people commit crime because they've been injured, because they're poor, because they face discrimination. Now, these may sound like opposites. It may sound like you have conservatives saying, let's be contemptuous about black people's bad choices, mm -hmm. and you have liberals saying, let's have pity for black people's bad social conditions. Sounds a little different in tone, but the target is the same. The target is black people, right? They've already converged on the most important question, which is, who are we supposed to think of when we think of criminals? They mm. give the same answer. Think about black people. And once the target is locked on black people, that's it. Mm. So let's talk about some of the people that are out there right now um, running for office, say, on the Democratic side. What really concerns me about political elites with whatever alleged good intentions right now is that they are taking what is the truly transformative potential of Black Lives Matter and producing positions of advocacy that are about minor technocratic reforms mm -hmm. that are in many ways likely to make policing stronger. Hillary Clinton is now amongst a chorus of people who are advocating decarceration or alternatives to incarceration. But here again is where um, the history of what liberals have done can really warn us against adding these appendages to the criminal justice system. So what we know is that everything that's introduced as an alternative to incarceration usually becomes a supplement to incarceration. Mm -hmm. Parole was supposed to help cut sentences shorter. Parole officers were supposed to be helpful, almost like social workers. What is it we know now? We know that people being reincarcerated are 
entering through the parole system where they miss a meeting with a parole officer or they get a job in the county they're not supposed to be in and then they're reincarcerated. We have to be very wary about extending the arms of the criminal justice system. And that's a great example because presumably sentencing is done nowadays with the idea that there will be parole. Mm -hmm. And then when there isn't, what are you left with? Just the longer sentence. Yeah. Your book is extraordinary. The last, I, I don't know, 100 pages seem to be lists of capital crimes, crimes for which you can have the death penalty, mandatory minimum sentences. Mm -hmm. And you make the point that this is all a very speedy speed up, very speedy expansion. For mm -hmm. the first 200 years of our history, it wasn't this way. Yeah, that's right. So in 1787, there were three federal crimes. Now there are more than 5,000. There are hundreds and hundreds more at state and local levels, yeah. right? Criminalization, and in particular racial criminalization, is our mode of governance. Mm. Right. And this is what we have to tackle frontally rather than looking at these sort of administrative tinkerings with the criminal justice system. So I want you to talk to me about how we unravel this. The mm -hmm. only little moment of cheer I get from your analysis is, well, if it escalated so fast, maybe it could de-escalate in our lifetime. Yes. Do you think it's possible? And if so, how? I think that we need to focus on dismantling, attending to the questions of the scale, scope, and racial concentration of the criminal justice system. That means actually turning away from most of the reforms on the table right now, which are about adding some administrative layers to how we're going to check police, adding more training for police. What we need is actually massive decriminalization. So we need to slash incarceration rates without creating prison-like alternatives like house arrest, probation, ankle monitors. We also have to slash the arrest rate without coming up with arrest-like alternatives like summonses and fees and fines. Right? We need to turn away from the criminal justice system entirely and work towards decriminalization. When we think about racial death and the way we use the criminal justice system to hold the class and color line, we should not, in our reform, think about the worst or the most extreme cases. Mm -hmm. So the reforms for policing now actually shouldn't be organized around these incidents of policing that allegedly has gone wrong. Mm -hmm. We actually need to look at the cases where policing goes right, right? So let's just look at the modal case, the typical case. The bread and butter of what police do is that they arrest and give summonses for misdemeanor offenses. The typical case in a criminal court is a misdemeanor case. So when, and here we're talking about things like um, being caught driving with a suspended license, um, perhaps public drunkenness, vandalism, um, if you're young, if you're um, black and young, or black transgender and gender nonconforming, pickups for curfew violation, um, for running away, for right? This is what we're looking at when we talk mm -hmm. about the problems of criminals that we're dealing with. We actually need to just turn away from that entire apparatus, mm -hmm. stop trying to perfect it, and begin the task of massive decriminalization.
Are there models out there that you're excited about where people are doing the kind of rollback, unpicking the carceral state in ways that you think could be replicable? So I think that it is certainly a step in the right direction uh, when organizers from Black Lives Matter call for an end to broken windows policing. Mm -hmm. um, and the way I hear that is, let's change the routine, everyday, bread and butter way that policing happens. Let's not just look at the so-called extreme cases. That's tremendously important work. We need to, in undoing broken windows policing, undo it not just as policing tactic or strategy or attitude, but we actually need to decriminalize all the parts of the criminal code that empower police to make those decisions. There's lots more in the book, people. The First Civil Right, How Liberals Built Prison America by our guest, Naomi Murakawa. Thank you so much for coming in. We will put a link to the book at our website. There's more coming up. Stay tuned. And that was a clip from The Laura Flanders Show featuring author Naomi Murakawa. Naomi Murakawa is the author of the book The First Civil Right, which, among other things, indicts liberals for their role in mass incarceration, contending that liberals are just as responsible as conservatives are. Next, here on The Prison Radio Show on SKUT 90.3 FM, we have two poems by Jaleel Muntakim. Jaleel is a political prisoner and former Black Panther who has been in prison since 1971. He is the author of several books, including the most recent one, which is called Escaping the Prism, Fade to Black. Jaleel was co-accused with Herman Bell, who, as you know, <laughs> as we uh, reported earlier on in the show, uh, who was, uh, so he was co-accused with Herman Bell, Bell, who was recently granted parole and has been released. And you can find out more about Jaleel at freejaleel.com. That's F-R-E-E-J-A-L-I-L.com. Um, Jaleel is also up for parole this year. So it's worth uh, taking a look at the website. But uh, for the moment, we share with you some of his uh, new poems. How serious would it be if you were to seize the time, seize the rhythm, seize the rhyme, seize the mental madness in your, in our lives, and adjust our attitude against the cold, being bold to behold a world where our poor is no more? Why we extol the fate of those who export ignorance as if they were holy hymns, and now the Chinese with their billions calling us niggers, mimicking Snoop Dogg and Lil Wayne and Jay-Z? Can you say, uh, crazy? How serious would it be if you were to seize the time, seize Seize the rhythm, seize the rhyme, seize the mental madness in our lives. Come to realize the task before us to regain trust among those who can restore for us life where oppression is no longer an obsession for those who despise us. Gangs compete for turf like fish washed to the surface from toxic seas, already dead from what's in their heads or what's absent, like yesterday's dreams. Aspirations seeped in the gutter, poured in remembrance of a fallen who has whose path was as crooked as they aspired to become. Our lives have become controlled to the extent efforts are now being made to make us extinct, as if you can't smell the stench of your decaying thoughts. How can I make you realize it's time to rethink and fault? To no longer hold a crook in high esteem with your zigzag mentality. This is not the yellow brick road leading to the Wizard of Oz, but to prison or to a grave to an early stage to come back to the 
community ravaged by your denial of its existence. Although you rip a hood, not understood in place of time the way it should, the home of your sons and daughters, dodging the expectations of a fate of a dinosaur. How serious would it be if you were to seize the time, seize the rhythm, seize the rhyme, seize the mental madness in our lives, and adjust your attitude against the cold, being bold to behold a world where the poor is no more. You disrespect our race and our nation, but in your alliance with the Nazi and KKK, they in disguise selling you tech nines so you'll annihilate your own kind with misguided visions of gangsterism. And you know what I mean, being local, emotion, simply crazy about our liberation and freedom. The real trip is the lyrics of the rappers. They are not living, living off your ignorance. They with champagne and jet set realities. This will make your fabulous ghetto rich with 750 parks living in the projects, paying rent instead of owning the land. Please make me understand how serious it would be if you were to seize the time, seize the rhythm, seize the rhyme, seize the mental madness in our lives, like a chokehold squeezing the equality out of the greedy, giving it to the needy, stepping over the waste of capitalist expels from this public schools for lack of financial support as prisons are filled with functional illiterates for just a thought. How serious would it be if you were to seize the time, seize the rhythm, seize the rhyme, seize the mental madness in our lives, bring our existence, break into existence a dream that was shattered by a sniper's bullet or the black prince shot down by the assassins in the ballroom whose action was seized by disease of white supremacy. Uh, this is um, Jalil, this is Jalil Abdul-Muthakim and I'm going to try to recite this poem of mine from my book, Escaping the Prison, Fade to Black. Terrestrial rebel. Living in a prison cell, a political voyeur, casting aspersions on capitalist courtiers, reaching pieces of a dream, reaching for pieces of a dream, evaporating in midair, in spite of myself, holding tight that time will reveal I am an extraterrestrial, a blue planet contrarian of plutocratic Americans. The hordes of the universe, pimping the planet for their consumer pleasures, a sun incubates the atmosphere beyond measure. Nassau busting holes in ozone, traversing space, searching for heavens for a God to trust. Master of the universe, they arrogantly profess as people's future burns in carbon footprints. While, while we need to extend our thinking beyond just blinking when it comes to children's finger paintings pasted on empty refrigerators as poverty knocks on every door. The sanity of it all is dark madness. They being void of love. Survival within the revolution is not only part of the solution, there's a manifestation of a level of political education of what needs to be done. Ostracizing their racist fantasies under a dark canopy of fiery stars, terrestrial rebel, and alien in their plutocratic state of mind, as the poor and depressed feast on a copacopia of TV's lies. At warp speed, imagining like tricky, speculating on what should be, the schizophrenic of their existence hides the mirror of their souls, like Hubble, finding nowhere else for them to go. Failing to see the reflection of truth that is too painful to behold, the world is in peril, and reactionary white-winged forces gallop on the wings of their apocalyptic nuclear white horses, while the rich get rich and the poor an early grave. One percent of the population controlling 99 percent of the wealth, their voracious depravity, a growing festering cavity, eating away humanity's heart and soul, 
that denial of planetary destruction as the world burns and terrestrial rebels damning them to die, that that's the demented death of dementia. Who wants to remember them except not to repeat the complete of financial replete steeped in greed? The sanity of it all. Stock madness. They being void of love. Survival pending revolution is not only part of the solution, it is a manifestation of the level of political education of what needs to be done. They say it's a recession, but for homeless children it's more like a depression, like actually oppression from plutocratic class. In their class, they say it's a, it is a capitalist system quirk, rather it is the enhancer of Milton Friedman's economic perks. Unabashed, they hold to be kicked in the ass for failure to save the young whose world has gone undone when their parents are kicked out of house and work. Poor children's grounds while the rich lounge and the middle class is squeezed in the financial freeze and power in their dire socioeconomic hour, too afraid to take it to the streets and fight for their economic power. The sanity of it all. Stark madness. They've been void of love. Survival pending revolution not only part of the solution, it's a manifestation of the level of political education of what needs to be done. Finding love, making love, being in love is what revolution is about. To revolve around love, to become a love of humanity. In reverse, revolution, shun a suffrage of, for something in motion and action. You is you. Revolve, the reverse is lover. Are you in motion as a lover for change? Treat each life despite itself as sacred. As a beholder of treasure of love, fostering the child of humanity and innocence, maturing a capacity to selfishly give of oneself and to sacrifice materiality. You must believe in the whole is greater than the part. And that is just the start. For revolution for a society, from what it is to what it can be, there is no fun and games, no any shame to proclaim being a revolutionary, no matter how scary it may seem. To deem a course of action with no room for relaxing when it comes to challenging prevailing racist socioeconomic scheme, survival within the revolution opposes the culture of death that rests in the capitalist system of exploitation. Without hesitation or false elation, teaching folks how to live and love while changing the system is the ideal towards building a better nation. The sanity of it all, stark madness, they being void of love. Survival within the revolution is not only part of the solution, it is a manifestation of the level of political education of what needs to be done. An extraterrestrial, a political warrior, surviving in a penitentiary box, connecting the dots, making sense of their genocidal plots to preserve their patriotic, patriarchal paternalism, declared a manifesto, manifesto of jingoist imperialism with the symbolic seal of a preserved bold eagle, clawing 13 arrows and an olive branch, embossed on green, chemically processed pulp, hypocritically stamped in God we trust. That was two poems by Jaleel Muntakim. The poems are titled Terrestrial Rubble, and the one before that was called Seas. Jaleel, as mentioned, is up for parole, and his support committee are helping to prepare for his hearing, which is taking place uh, in June, and they are trying right now to collect signatures and letters of support for him. Uh, so to find out more information about how you can... Um, support Jaleel, 
you can visit his website again is freejaleel.com. You are still listening to the Prison Radio Show here on SKUT 90.3 FM. We are uh, kind of wrapping wrapping up the program. It's 5.50, 10, 10 to 6. Upstage is up next, so you'll want to stay tuned. We want to leave you with a couple more segments. Um, we are going to play a song by uh, Dead Prez featuring Common and the Last Poets. We're going to hear a song called Panthers. Um, and uh, we'll see we'll see what else we come up with in the next 10 minutes. Stick around. Worldwide gangsters. Yeah. Banging on the five, six, and the seven. Against the system. Word up, dub dub G. Who with it? Black and brown power, BBP. RBGs, look. Look. I used to run with a clan that was militant. Preparing for war, we studied strategies with diligence. The revolution was our real intent. We had to put our theory to work so we could find out what it really meant. Then I was sent to Chicago, Illinois, the place where the most black panthers were destroyed. You either push dope, locked down, or unemployed. Hearing shots late at night keep the people paranoid. In the heart of the South Side, countless die gangsters. Peace to the vice lords and peace stone rangers. MCs and GDs, peace to all bangers. Carrying guns and keeping hearts full. Full of anger from the outside, you could be deceived. It's all pretty when you travel the streets. Projects be small cities where the beast at the gate change guard at each hour. The older generation sing songs of black power and me. While I was reading for non and chairman Mao, so I could change the situation I'm living in right now. Listen close to my people who could really show me how to organize with my niggas. Put the system on trial. But the streets kept calling my name. You know the song, even though I'm a soldier. Took my oath to stay strong, life goes on. Dumb things take too long. Sometimes you don't recognize. Now that you got until it's gone Black fists, afros, coupons, and black gloves Five-point programs, rifles, and black love Panthers holding it tight like black hugs All the black ears were calling what black was Have you ever read Seize the Time? I read it when I was 16 and it freed my mind Coming up on them dirty South Florida roads Being exposed to the Panther code Made me a soldier, a child of the 10-point platform And rap form, word to this UEP Tatted on my left arm, it's old life Cause if it wasn't for the Panthers The real OGs like Akua and Fred Hampton And comrades on the West Coast side and watch East Coast BLA returning shots at cops It wouldn't be no free school lunches It was Matula Shakur that gave us acupuncture To cure the junkies, the real warriors up early feeding the children Punk police would drive by Spray the building Who was holding it down When Rap Brown got locked down If you love Tupac It's pop still in the box now This is how the Panther Cups growl Black Power Thug style RBG's up Black Afros, coupons, and black gloves Five-point programs, rifles, and black love Panthers holding it tight like black hugs All the black ears were calling what black was It's the Panthers The Panthers yawning the rhythm and blues Conservative smiles on the five o'clock news Here comes Bush, here comes the ground Here comes the fury, here comes the sound Hitmen for America with contracts to kill Right-wing fantasies on a liberal thrill Debase the deal and media leaks They get the talk shows And we get the freaks Neighborhood jails For neighborhood crimes Family and friends Drop neighborhood dimes No public TV No public opinion Total oppression Over total dominion The real design The ultimate plan Confusion becomes God And God becomes man Black fists Afros, coupons, and black gloves Five-point programs Rifles and black love 
Panthers holding it tight like black hugs. All that black is, recalling what black was, it's the Panthers. The time is 5.55 p.m. and you have been listening to the Prison Radio Show on SKUT 90.3 FM, 91.7 on cable and online at skut.ca. You can check out past episodes of the show on our website, prisonradioshow.wordpress.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Prison Radio Show. The Prison Radio Show airs twice a month on SKUT. We're on the air on the second Thursday of the month at 5 p.m., and the fourth Friday at 11 a.m. The next Prison Radio Show will air on Friday, March, sorry, Friday, May 25th at 11 a.m. If you have any questions on anything that you've heard on today's show or if you wish to be involved in the program, you can contact us at prison at qt.ca. Formerly incarcerated people are encouraged to participate. Folks can also leave a message on the listener comment line at 514-448-4041, extension 2547. If you are in prison, we encourage you to participate in the show in any way possible. Feel free to write to us at The Prison Radio Show or simply write PRS on the envelope, care of CKUT 3647 University Street, Montreal, Quebec, H3A2B3. Thank you for tuning in to the Prison Radio Show here on SKUT. My name is Candice, and I've been your host for today. You'll want to stay tuned for Upstage. Um, but first, we're going to leave you with a song by Propagandi. We're going to hear with friends like these who needs Pro, and you'll want to watch out for a strong language in this song. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Coming!
There, there, there is, there is this thing. Do you realize what is, what is, what is? There is this thing. Do you realize consciousness is affected? There, there, there is this, there is this thing on. There is this thing going on. Do you realize our consciousness is affected? There is this thing going on. What is called the news? I'm brought to you live. live, live.